Hi everyone, I'm Amber Rose, the Religious Hippie, and welcome to A Catholic's Perspective. For those of you just finding this podcast, let me tell you a little about myself. I was born and raised a cradle Catholic until I fell away from the church for eight years. I just recently came back to the church and I could not be happier with where I am today. I am currently a junior in college and I'm studying graphic design. I am an ambassador for multiple amazing Catholic Christian companies and I love working with all of them. Now, some of you may already know me from my popular religious hippie social media channels, such as TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I have all kinds of Catholic content on there, so don't forget to go check those out. So the reason I wanted to start a podcast was so that I'd be able to have a longer format which people could listen to from wherever they are. I particularly wanted to address issues that young Catholics face today in the secular world, and I want to do that by providing information along with commentary and even a little of my own opinion. I can't lie, from time to time I might be discussing very controversial issues, and some will find my opinions unappealing. But I do this out of my faith and service to God. We must keep communicating with each other, respecting each other, and put each other on the path to sainthood. I think you'll enjoy the podcasts coming up, and I thank you for being here with me. Hey everybody, welcome back to my podcast. If you're new here, welcome. I'm Amber Rose, also known as the Religious Hippie. And today we are going to be discussing uh, body image issues, uh, body positivity, all that fun stuff. And to discuss that with me, I have my friend, uh, Monet Souza. She's from Massachusetts and she's the founder of A Message of Hope. So welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for asking me. And it's so awesome to do a second collab with you, Amber Rose and Um, I'm really excited to jump into this topic today. Thank you. Yes, for those who don't know, uh, Monet and I did a collab on her Instagram live stream, and she actually has a video about uh, body body images, and she has a live stream about it as well. So where can my followers find you? Of course. So if they want to just go to my website, you can get access to Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube through my website there. It's amhlifestyles.com. So AMH stands for a message of hope. And then of course, lifestyles, because we want lifestyles for the Lord. So amhlifestyles.com. I love it. All right. Well, if you're ready, I think we'll just jump into this right away. Perfect. All right. So basically we're discussing body images, things that a lot of the times I think the younger generation struggles with, but even the older generation struggles with. We're about the same age. And so we've definitely had our own struggles with this. Um, what are some reasons you think we have body image issues today? Well, I definitely think, um, you know, the easy, too easy of an access to social media is definitely one um, that really, for women especially, for men as well, really just puts out a visual of what men and women in society should look like. And, you know, I, you see celebrities, they come out about, you know, you know, I get body shamed all the time and I'm a celebrity, I'm always in the public eye. And, you know, the people that we're technically supposed are asked to follow after in terms of our looks are also the ones who are struggling the most with body image as well. So it's really what society standards are putting out there. Um, It's the ads on TV that are always talking about the newest diet, the latest like fad to like fall along. And even my brother, my brother's super into nutrition 
And he said, the nutrition industry and the workout industry and like everything that falls under that is a multi-million dollar industry. And it's just on the rise people. It's, it's a motive. It's a narrative that people are trying to push. And especially as Americans, many of us consider us um, you know, more overweight, lazy, whatever it may be. We love our fast food. And so again, this narrative gets pushed of lose the weight, get on the diet, starve yourself, do a juice cleanse. And that's all we're seeing visually again, as we scroll and as we're on TV, Netflix, whatever it is. And so it's not just what we're seeing, but it's what we're hearing. And so then we're beginning to accept it for our own lives. And this pressure is on us at all times. Exactly. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I noticed a lot of it on social media. The other side of it, there's two drastic sides, though, because there's that side where it says starve yourself. Then there's the body positivity movement where it's glorifying obesity and it's glorifying this um, sickness, whereas there's no middle. It seems like nobody wants to just be healthy and eat, you know, balanced diet, mostly good foods, you know, not processed foods. But there's always two extremes, it feels like. And I know that a lot of the times it's more focused on the women, like people, you know, magazines, there's women in bikinis all the time. There's ads of women in bikinis. There's this, there's that. Almost all advertisements that have to do with body images are women. But we know for a fact that men actually struggle with this a lot as well. What do you have to say about the men that struggle with this? Definitely. So like you said, Amber Rose, perfectly, it's usually the women that are on the front pages of these magazines and of these, you know, nutritional pages and that sort of thing. But the men also can get this pressure of you have to look like that celebrity does on the hottest man of the year, you know, whether that's Brad Pitt or one of those many celebrities. And they think, oh, my goodness. I can only have like a 2% body fat mass to me and I need to look the fittest. And once I look like a man, then in society's eyes, I will then in turn be accepted as a man. But ultimately, if you don't know who you are in the eyes of God as a child, as a son of God, then the facade on the outside is not going to do you any good because nothing's changing interiorly. So that's the pressure I see firsthand with a lot of the men in my life. Um, you know, I'm the only girl on my dad's side of the family. So I'm around guys all the time. And it's just, you know, again, the pressure of they have to look fit. And if they don't, then they're not a macho man. They're not attractive. And so a lot of times it may not, you know, an eating disorder is experienced amongst uh, the male population as well. But sometimes it's not necessarily excessive eating, but it sometimes can show its face in excessive exercise. Most guys that we see at the, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis, the majority of the gym is full of men. And that's because they've been trained to think you need to constantly be working out. And, you know, like the energy drinks are usually geared more towards the men. It's just interesting to see the market, like they know who their clientele is. And when you start paying attention, you start seeing how the market for nutrition has separated the men for certain things and then separated the women for other things as well. Yeah, I noticed that a lot of the times the women are more pushed towards diets, um, as in like diet pills, uh, cellulite creams, like just all these things that really won't get you the results you want. In order to get those results, you really just need to work out at least three times a week for 30 minutes 
and eat a fairly clean diet, but still balance. Like if your body wants some ice cream, have a little ice cream, but don't go overboard. It's all in moderation, right? And that feeds into our Catholic faith, which is prudence, you know, and fortitude. It's like you can have a little bit of something, but not overindulge in something. Um, and I think that's why actually practicing the virtues can be very helpful within these body image issues. Um, and even as a young teenager, I can remember like looking at all these models and I don't know, somebody correct me, but I'm pretty sure that the Victoria's Secret model, whatever that thing, the whole walkway thing, I think that was canceled, was it not? Like, kaput? So what they had done, I know one year was they invited plus-size models, which honestly weren't even plus-size models. They were really just the more average-looking woman size um, and look and everything. So I know they did that one year but I'm not too sure about the canceling portion okay. of the runway. For some reason, I remember them like completely canceling it and just being like, oh, it's no longer healthy or something like that. Because like, I don't remember exactly, but even when I look at some models, especially in France and in the UK and Europe, um, I see their ribs. I see, I see their chest bones sticking out through their chest. I see their backbones. Look, I'm, I'm a skinny person per se. Like I, I consider myself to be at least and, and, but a healthy kind of skinny, you know, and I can definitely, you know, you see your spine a little bit, or you, you know, you should do shoulder bones, right? Like that's, <laughs> that's fine. But like, this was insane. Like, I was just like, are these girls even eating? And then there's the guys who you can't, like, you can't really even tell if they're a guy or a girl at this point because of the whole, they're trying to, like, blend in the whole gender thing now, too. And I think that's confusing a lot of people as well. It's like, no, our bodies work differently. And in society, society's trying to tell us, like, oh, your, your soul is separate from your body, if society even still claims we have souls, that is. Yeah. Um, but in reality, it's like, no, like our, what you do with your body affects your soul. Like in one Corinthians six, like 19 through 20, it says, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. It's like what we do with our souls and what we do with our bodies, you know, it, it, they're entwined. You can't separate the two. And because Jesus purchased our, our bodies basically with his blood, we do not have a right to do with what we, what we want with them, you know, like to sin and to do all those horrible things. It's like, we need to glorify him in everything we do. Cause he, we, he, he bought us like we're his property basically. And I think that's something people are uncomfortable to talk about actually, is that we are God's property. Like he owns us. And I'm not afraid to say it, you know, I'm not afraid to say it, but a lot of people are like, oh, that's a little touchy, touchy. And I'm just like, no, like it's true though. Right. I agree with you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and then that's where, you know, we recognize we are then in turn, when we go back to heaven, we give ourselves back to the father. And if we give him back this body that we like beat up and like destroyed and, and it's almost like. I don't know, say I gave you this, like something as a gift. And then you had it for a little while and you're like ripping it apart, destroying it, retrying to make it. And then you're, and then I say, okay, Amber Rose, can I have it back? And then you give it back to me. I'm like, what have you done? Yeah. And it's the same thing with our bodies. It's the Lord's like, what have you done? I created you, you know, with every little detail and you somehow find, found a way to magnify into it and destroy it all. Yes. Exactly. And I think that's a great analogy, a great visualization for the viewers, because 
a lot of the times I feel like we can say things, but things aren't actually accepted or understood unless you have like those parables or things. And that's one of the reasons Jesus used parables to teach was so that people could really understand what he was trying to say and he could drill in those points. And so I think those are something we're actually missing in today's world is the the whole exemplifications and stuff. And, you know, what were your experiences growing up with the whole body image issues and things of that nature? So when I was in middle school, I think that was the most clear time I can date the body image struggle back to, because when I was in middle school, I got my growth spurt faster than everyone in my, um, in my grades. So I was taller than the guys, taller than the girls. And then the body changes, you know, a woman's body begins changing and it's like visually showing. And then I'm like, oh, I'm so uncomfortable. Why does no one else seem to be going through this? So that was happening. And then, um, you know, the majority of girls in my grade were so active and I'm not saying I wasn't, but, you know, their structure was a lot skinnier than mine. And I'm naturally a more muscular person. And so then that's awkward on top of being taller than them. And now I'm looking like I'm five years older than them. And it's just, everything was awkward. Like that time in my life was the definition of growing pains and it was the most painful thing ever. And so, you know, that period going into high school, I, you know, my mom and I would go on a shopping spree once a year. That was our annual tradition. And every time I would go, you know, thank God it's gotten better, but the changing rooms in these shopping malls have their big fluorescent lights. You're stuck in a room by yourself, forced to look at who? yourself. And so you're looking and you see every single blemish and I'm already uncomfortable in my body. Now I'm forced to look at my body and it just, and then the clothes don't fit. And then I'm sweating and everything's uncomfortable. And the temperature in the mall is always so hot. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. And so I just remember for years, like I would storm out of the mall like mom, nothing fits. She's like, no, 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 just be patient. Just be patient. I'm like, no, I'm done being patient. Nothing's fitting my body correctly. And then um, you know, this punishing aspect began to enter into my life of, oh, you didn't fit into those size jeans. Now, Monet, you are not going to eat dinner for the rest of the night. Or, okay, I'm on vacation with my family and I'm wearing a bikini and I don't look like the rest of the girls around me. And our society tries to tell us you have to look a certain way. And then when you see everyone else looking skinnier than you, it, it, the same thing, I'd be on vacation and I tell my family, I'm not eating, you know, dessert for the rest of vacation. They're like, but we're going to celebrate together and get ice cream together. And then, you know, punishing myself with not eating food. And um, it just, it was just really taxing and tolling of, you know, I, I don't look like the girls in my grade. I don't look like the models. I don't look like the celebrities. Something's wrong with me. Um, and it was honestly exhausting. It was very exhausting. And I'm sure many people can relate. Um, I try not to go to shopping malls as much anymore. Um, but like I said, thank God it's got, the industry has gotten better. So I'm grateful for that. Yeah, I definitely think something that women have to deal with is sizes, like women's sizes. I went to Goodwill because I thrift for my clothes just because, um, yeah, I'm broke. Anyway, <laughs> and I was trying on this one pair of jeans. It was a size, I'm usually about a size six-ish. Surely that's like, okay, right? And I was trying on this one pair and I was just like, 
these are so, so baggy. And it was a size six. And I was like, okay, interesting. So I went a size down. I was just like a size four. Like they don't really have in between sizes. So I went down to a size four and it was so tight. And I was like, what the heck? And I went between certain sizes and I was just like, I couldn't find any jeans that fit me. So I ended up going to Kohl's and I was just like, all right, let's see what we got here. And I got a size six, like usual. It was so tight. Like I could not get my calves in. It was so bad. And these weren't even skinny jeans. And so I was like, okay, that's odd. Usually I'm a size six and they work fine. Even some room to spare. And I like that. I don't like super tight things. Um, But I was like, okay, so I go out. I get a size seven, too tight. Get a size eight, too tight. I had to go to a size 16 before I actually found one that was basically okay and I felt like it was a size six. I had to go up 10 sizes. And then I go to a different part of the store and get a different type of brand of jean and I got a size 16 and they were enormous on me. And so I was like, what the, what the heck, you know? And that's something that women have to deal with, too, is the fact that these uh, companies will really trick you into thinking you're overweight when you're not just based off of like, you know, subconsciously putting into your mind that, oh, because you're not this size in this brand. Well, now you're overweight. It's like, no, it's just that they try to trick you. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. I didn't even think of it like that. And honestly, I'm with you. Ambrose, at this point, when people say, oh, what's your size? Like, these are like friends of mine who are asking to see if we can share. I'm like, oh, I range from a size this to this. And like, that's what it is. And it's, um, it's so hard, but it's recognizing it's not my body. It is the design of the gene. Mm -hmm. And once you're like, oh, it's just the genes that are throwing me off. It's not me like going up and down in weight. um, Because then we immediately start thinking, it's my body. How did I get bigger in like two weeks time? And then we start getting anxious and worrisome. And then that's where we start working out like crazy, doing a juice cleanse for a week, just to slim down by three pounds. And then we spiral out of control. Yeah, exactly. And with all these fad diets and constantly people telling you like, Oh, do this, this will help you lose weight in like three minutes. Or and I'm like, dude, you're not going to get abs in a day. Like, this is not how it works. Like, even if you're, you're already pretty toned and everything, like you're still not going to get abs in a day. If anything, it's going to take at least 30 days to maybe a few more months. Like it's not something that open like happens overnight, but I also think that's something that is uh, running rampant in our, our society today, especially with the younger generations is because everything's at the tip of our fingers. We get frustrated if we don't get overnight results. Like we get frustrated when something tells us, oh, you'll lose five pounds overnight and it doesn't do it. And it's just like, we put so much trust in other people who don't even know us or know how our bodies work. And it's very interesting to me how willing we are to trust complete strangers who are really only looking for a paycheck. And we're not actually willing to, I guess, go out and figure out like, what is a healthy way of achieving the goal I want? And how can I slowly move towards it? Because our world is in such a high speed race for everything. I feel like we've lost connection with trying to slow down and figure out a healthy way of doing it. Um, And instead we're just like, I want overnight results. And if I don't get it, then I'm like awful. And my body's not doing what it should be doing. It's like, yeah. And it's, it's just a vicious cycle. It's very vicious. Exactly. And we just need to be 
I think just gentle on ourselves. You know, there's nothing wrong. You were talking about, you know, the two extremes. We either over glorify skinniness and a certain size, or we over glorify obesity because we don't want to push a motive on people who may be struggling with being a little bit, um, you know, heavier, a little bit more overweight. But I think it just comes down to, you know, back what you're saying with our bodies and, you know, the Lord giving us our bodies for a purpose. We are called to do good work every single day. And if our bodies are nourished and healthy, we're going to do that work so much better. So the Lord's not calling us to say, be a good Catholic, but go sit on the couch and just eat chips all day long and like, let your immune system deteriorate. And it's fine. Like the work will still be done. It's like, no, like the Lord gave us good, healthy food. And we are supposed to nourish our bodies because the minute I took my mindset off of the scale and the number and this is exactly what my cousin talked about in episode 71. She, so she struggled with anorexia and eating disorder and got hospitalized for it. But she said, do away with the things that aren't doing you any good. So the scale for most, for myself included, was doing me the worst it could ever do. It was making me feel horrible, horrible about myself every day. But once I got my mind off the fixation of weight and onto the fixation of how can I make the Lord happy without even realizing I started, I went down 15 pounds. My skin cleared up with all this acne that was building up because of digestive problems. My hair started growing back because I was not eating properly. So I started getting like malnutrition and you could see it through my hair. And again, the fixation, once you stop fixating on something and you look elsewhere, that problem most likely will resolve itself. And then in harmony with that, once I started focusing on not how can I do the will of the father? And what is my identity in his eyes? He's not going to compliment me when I get to heaven and be like, congratulations, Monet, you are this amount of pounds. You waited, like you were able to bench lift this much weight. He's not going to care. He's going to say, did you love me? And did you love, um, you know, those around you, your neighbors? And once I was like, oh, God doesn't care. I just need to do good with my body and nourish it. Then everything fell into place. Exactly. And I can even say like, I had a cold this, this week. Right. And I noticed that I wasn't taking as good of care of myself as I, I wanted to. And I'm sure we all hate getting sick. Like I personally, I hate getting sick, but coming back into my faith, I kind of realized that sickness was kind of like a restart button for me where I was like, I wasn't taking that care, good care of my body. I wasn't taking my vitamins. I wasn't really getting very good sleep. And this was my body's way of retaliating and telling me, Hey, slow down give me time to rest give me nourishment give me some tlc and i when i realized that i was like oh okay interesting and so even though i didn't feel very well like i stocked up on fresh foods i had a lot of oranges and it wasn't like sick sick it was just like a head cold like some con some congestion and um obviously you can probably still hear it in my voice but um it was enough to like tire me out for quite a few days and, but during those days, like I would go on slow walks, like, you know, still getting some, some exercise in, but not pushing myself too hard because sometimes that'll overdo me as well. And just being able to go on like slow walks, really just uh, meditate and think about, you know, Jesus and just being able to really engulf myself in what he's created. Um, 
And over the time of doing that, I was able to slow down and work on some more like podcasting things, read my Bible more, um, kind of get my prayer life reordered and things like that. And really just giving my time to slow down and not overbook myself. I canceled basically all plans I had the other day because I was like, I just, I just can't do this. Like, and, and I think that's important for us, like overworking ourselves. That is not a good thing. Like our bodies they know, like we know when we can't handle a lot. And while our brains might want to push, 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 um, our bodies will be like, no, I, I actually can't do this. You're sick now. So you have to, <laughs> like, you have to slow down now. Um, and so, and also it's just that time of year again, where, you know, the season of uh, getting sick, but it's just interesting to me how our bodies know they're just like, okay, I don't feel good. Like you need to chill. And in order to do that, sometimes to get that through, they act like our bodies, our immune system needs to get weakened and we need to slow down and actually appreciate these sick days and, and take them as a restart sort of button. Exactly. I agree. Amber Rose, can I read a quote that I found that goes along with this topic? Yeah, absolutely. So this is, this is from Maria Dosette. She says, our father is calling us to live beyond our comforts, to see past our insecurities and breathe beauty into the world just by our existence, exactly as we are right now. And I think the simplicity in that sometimes gets reminded to us through what you're saying, becoming sick or having something slow us down or, um, even like a, on a day like today, I know I told you before um, the podcast recording started, uh, today has just been an errand day for me. I didn't go into the office. I've actually been homebound doing things, which is really nice, but it helps me to slow down and put things into perspective. And just as this says, like breathe beauty into the world just by our existence, exactly as we are right now. Nothing more, nothing less. Exactly. And I feel like the greatest testimony we can give to the world is just living out the gospels and living our life according to God's word and how he says we should and uh, following his will. I think that's really important. And even with our bodies and things, how we present ourselves, how we dress, how we look, how we act, you know, in everyday life. You know, I used to have such a bad habit of going out in public in sweatpants, Crocs, and an old t-shirt because I was just like, oh, I don't want to get ready. I think we've all been there. I think we've all had that experience. But now I, I kind of, unless I'm working out, because that's totally different. I'm not going to get nice to work out. But um, if I'm going out somewhere, I will do my best to at least put on some kind of makeup and put on some kind of outfit that at least doesn't look like I've been playing video games for four hours. <laughs> And uh, I think presenting ourselves, you know, in a, in a way that goes against society, I see society and how people are dressing these days. And I'm just like, where's, where's the flavor? <laughs> like, it's, it's either leggings and a t-shirt for women. Um, I hardly see them really dressed up or it's like, it's mainly like workout clothes that I see women in a lot and it's comfortable. Don't get me wrong. It's comfortable, but um, it's just interesting to me. And then for men, it's like, I see them in jeans and a t-shirt or sweatpants, Mo most of the younger generations in sweatpants. Um, but I'm like, whatever happened to like dressing nice? Cause how we, you know, getting dressed can actually psych ourselves up and it can actually make us feel better because 
we feel that like if if i'm in my pajamas all day i'm gonna feel tired i'm gonna feel sluggish but if i get ready and i feel and i get in a nice outfit um obviously not like a gala outfit but but you know just something different than pjs um i feel ready i feel like i can do so much more i feel more motivated um, and I think that has a lot to do with like body images too, is the way that we dress, the way that we present ourselves. And if we don't look it, we won't feel it. I feel like that's a big, a big one these days. Or I remember when I was in college, too much flair is the crop tops. Lately, I've been seeing the tie shirts where it's literally covering nothing, ripped jeans, super short, like too much is showing. And then sometimes when all you're around is that kind of dress, especially for the woman, we think, oh, I need to wear that too. But then that's where the body problem starts again. Cause you're like, but I can't wear that because I have a gut and like, or my arms aren't like you know, toned enough to wear that kind of outfit. So then we start forcing ourselves to look a certain way to fit into that same outfit. But then that becomes a modesty issue because we're not, yeah, we're supposed to, like you're saying, you know, dress well, dress like you're going to do something great for the day, which you probably will, because if you're still alive and breathing, the Lord still has something in store for you and for your life and for your mission. Um, but yeah, the modesty, the immodesty of the world, I think is also fueling this body image problem because no one's dressing modestly to glorify their body. Most people are dressing to exploit their body. And so then we're seeing all, how all these women are dressed or all these men are dressed. And we're then like, I don't have abs like that, or I could never wear an outfit like that because I'm not a size two or zero. Like, and then it's a problem because, you know, I guess in ultimately in our settings, if you have the confidence to dress modestly, it will catch fire eventually. And people will be like, oh, I can actually be fully covered and it still looks beautiful. Um, even I love what uh, Target's doing. Target had a huge modesty line come out, but they didn't label it modesty line. They just got more modest with their dresses, with their bathing suits and everything. And they got a lot of pushback from people, especially supposedly, I don't have TikTok, but supposedly on TikTok, um, and they're like, why are you so modest? What happened to you, Target, blah, blah, blah. And people notice, people notice the dresses got longer. The bathing suits are now one pieces. And I'm like, way to go, Target. You just set the standard. Um, and so more women this summer, I saw them in more beautiful, modest dresses. So thank you, Target. <laughs> yeah, honestly. And I was surprised that it was Target that did that. You know, I would have thought right. it was like smaller name things, you know, not big brand companies. And I know on Twitter, like there was this uproar about it. I saw it everywhere where they were just like, Twitter, like what, or, uh, you know, Target, what is this? Like, this is such a weird fashion trend. Like everyone was freaked out by it. They were calling it like misogynistic and, and they were like, grab your bonnets and go back to Little House on the Prairie. And I was just like, okay, well, there's some dresses that I feel like probably aren't my style. Like, you know, you got to dress for your body type, but I'm definitely 100% backing Target for, for putting out this modest line, especially since most of the clothes I used to see when I go to their stores were like booty shorts and I'm sure they still have them, but uh, like just these totally, you're basically buying like a very small piece of fabric for, for very little money. And so it's interesting to see this comeback of very traditional kind of fashion. And I think that's actually helping women because 
while we're going through this phase of extremes, you know, being unhealthy on either side of the spectrum, I think that slowly we are making progress towards a, a middle um, for both men and women. I mean, men, there was something, there was like this huge fad on um, TikTok last year about dad bods, basically like, oh, dad bods is all the rave, you know? And I was just like, yeah, no, but it's great that you guys are trying, <laughs> you know? I'm like, I, I appreciate that people are trying to find the middle, but at the same time, I feel like the only way we actually can do that is if we put our worth in God's hands and understand that we come from him and we will return to him. And in that, we really need to understand that we are responsible for how healthy we are or how unhealthy we are. The world doesn't get to dictate that. They can't force us to take diet pills. They can't force us to eat only kale for dinner. They can't force us to eat 14 bags of chips. That is all under our control. And I feel like a lot of the time society likes to pretend as if, uh, or try to force us to believe that we don't have control. You know, we don't have free will, that society controls us. And in a way, society does try to do that through sense. And they try to do that through pictures and videos. And we've both experienced this while being on social media and, and running our platforms. But in reality, it's like, we really need to understand where we come from and that God gave us free will for a reason. And not even society can take that away from us. Yes, exactly. And, you know, I'm going to give a quick plug to reform wellness because reform wellness is a Catholic based um, program that doesn't push a motive of just let me lure you in with helping point out your flaws and then pay me money so I can give you pills that may or may not work or a diet plan that may or may not work. I went through reform wellness a year ago. Oh, well, not even a year ago, maybe six months ago now. And um, they just looked at every, their approach is looking at every person in a wholeness, you know, your mental health, spiritual health, physical health, everything, and saying how they can work in harmony. And they also go through um, how to eat healthy, what to omit from your diet, but it's all in a Catholic based way. And so if anyone is looking for more of a structured program to hold you accountable, Reform Wellness is doing awesome work. And again, having gone through their program, I was just really impressed with them not pushing a motive, but rather saying, we want to help you from a Catholic perspective so you can live out your best life in the best image that the Lord has called you to have. And again, men and women are invited through their reform wellness classes. So anyone who's maybe looking for something more, I would highly recommend. Okay, perfect. Yeah, that's awesome because I know there are so many resources out there that it actually is overwhelming for so many people. So that's great that we have an actual Catholic resource. I'm going to go check them out after this. This is going to be yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I guess just to kind of wrap this all up here, what are some ways that we ourselves can work on body image issues? Okay, so I'm a big right on the mirror kind of person. So if that means buying a mirror marker, writing something positive to yourself every morning so you see it, do that. Or um, I'll have saints posted on some of my full length mirrors or you know, an image of Our Lady or something like that to just remember that I want to mirror after them. I don't want to mirror after the celebrity or the girl on the nutrition cover of a magazine. I want to mirror after those saints in heaven 
and Our Lady and Jesus and everything like that. So I'm a visual, so I can really just implement that. And then also I'm telling you something just like clicked for me as I started deepening my relationship with the Lord and then really resting in the truth. I know I already mentioned it, but the Lord is not going to take measurements and weight of you when you get to heaven someday. He's going to measure how much you loved in your heart. Like he measures your soul. He doesn't measure your body weight or mass. So the Lord's not putting this pressure on you. It's society. So once we begin to separate the two and we're like, oh, what do you want, God? That, again, was something that really helped me. Um, and then uplift one another. Affirmations are great. Affirm others. Um, and then when you receive an affirmation, don't just cast it off as, oh, no, I don't look that good in this outfit. Or, no, I haven't been losing weight. Or, you know, if you have been given an affirmation, claim it and be like, thank you. Just say thank you and like accept it um, because most likely if someone's saying it, it's true. So those would probably be some things that I recommend doing. I love that. I also know like whenever I go to the gym, I'm always listening to like Archbishop Fulton Sheen or I'm listening to, to Tim Gordon. I'm always listening to some kind of podcast. And for some reason that really motivates me to stay on task because it kind of keeps God at the forefront of my mind while I'm working out. Because if you guys go to gyms, you know that the TVs, a lot of the times what they play on those TVs are extremely immoral. And I remember looking up from like my video, I was just like, okay, I'm going to look up for a second. And I instantly regretted it. I was just like, (laughs) it was so bad. And I'm just like, no wonder, like, people are so messed up these days. And there's teenagers in these gyms watching these TVs. And I'm just like, no wonder these poor boys have these body image issues or these poor girls are starving themselves. It's because on the TV, there are literally like these women who are ripped and toned and all this stuff. And I think that's great if you're like that. Like, that's not to say that that's bad, but a lot of that is digital editing. A lot of that is Photoshop. A lot of that is just not real. I knew one person who she was doing a video shoot or something like that. And she, she was not really toned at all or anything like that, but she wanted to. So they made her a bodysuit that had abs and they just digitally edited it to make it look more realistic. I can't release her name at all, but I just, I just found that so shocking. I was like, dude, why couldn't you just use your own body? She's like, Oh, I, I, yeah, I wasn't really happy with it. And I was just like, dude, that's a problem, <laughs> you know? And she wasn't unhealthy either. She's just like, I just wanted more muscle mass in my, I'm like, but you're deceiving people. Like you're deceiving people. That's not good. That's not okay. And you're deceiving yourself. Because if you look back on that video later, you're going to be like, your, your mind's not going to know the difference. Your mind's going to see that as your body. It's not going to know like, oh, I was wearing a bodysuit. It's going to be like, oh, why don't, why don't we actually look like that? And it's going to cause a lot more issues. So I completely agree with that. And honestly, going to adoration and just confessing everything to Jesus in adoration, whether it's body positivity issues, uh, just body images that you're happy with, you know, goals, sets, whatever. He, he wants to listen. He wants to help you. Like he really does. And so I think just sitting there and being able to prayer journal or whatever might help you, you know, getting all that off your chest can be really beneficial as well. Definitely. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on here with me. And one more time, where can my followers find you? So they can find me 
at amhlifestyles.com. And again, you can get access to Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube through the website there. And Amber Rose, seriously, thank you so much for just talking about this topic um, because it's one where, yeah, we really need to raise that above and let people know their body image uh, is beautiful and the Lord created them beautifully. So I'm so grateful that you invited me on. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on here and make sure you guys go and follow Monet if you haven't already and we will be back shortly. All right. I will talk to you guys in the next podcast. Bye. Do you have questions or comments about today's episode? Email me at thereligioushippie at gmail.com or leave a voice message at anchor.fm forward slash thereligioushippie. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please be sure to rate and review this episode. This podcast is produced by Todd Fisher and distributed by Metacortex Publishing. This podcast is copyright. Any previously trademarked or copyright content is used by permission. Information and opinions stated in this podcast should not be construed as medical advice. Please be sure to visit the official website for the International Association of Metatomics at metatomics.org or find us on social media for other unique content.